You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. that is all about helping you find the love you want in your life and loving the life you have right now. World-class experts, thought-provoking topics, and conversations and tools that are going to help you live the life you really want starting today. So pour yourself a cup of tea, have a seat, and get ready to join Love, Life, and Law of Attraction. Life and Law of Attraction. I am here today with my snoring pugs, and I just realized that I scheduled this episode for 15 minutes, and blog talk does not play. So we are going to get through this in 15 minutes, and that's really all the time it's going to take. I want to talk a little bit today about self-worth, because I think this can be really tricky for people to assess on their own. I mean, it's one of the questions that I ask almost all of my new clients in a first session or maybe a second session? Like, where are you at on the self-worth scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the highest? And inevitably, people will say 6 or 7, which is pretty high, actually. I mean, a 7 on a scale of 10 is not bad. And I think they do that because they want to be sort of honest, but they don't want to raise any red flags because self-worth is a really big deal. I mean, we know we're supposed to have that going for us. We're supposed to be rocking it. But most of us have some dings or some soft spots in our self-worth. I think everybody does, actually. Truth of the matter about self-worth is that your life is going to demonstrate what it is. I mean, the results are going to show you what your self-worth is every single time. And there's no way to really get around that. I mean, from a law of attraction perspective, the universe isn't going to give you anything that you don't think you deserve. I mean, it can't treat you any better than you treat yourself. And you treat yourself as well as you think you deserve to be treated. And Mm -hmm. it's all like this big bundle that basically says, if the only thing you work on is your self-worth, understanding and owning your incredible glorious value, And really living that in the world, that's the only thing that matters because that's going to prove, it's going to demonstrate, it's going to create really tangible, really solid results in your life that are going to show up everywhere. So when we do this exercise at the beginning of sessions, you know, what's your self-worth? And they say seven. And I'm kind of wondering if that's true. I mean, people want to believe that. They really do. And yet they will be showing up for reasons that demonstrate to me that their self-worth might be a little soft in some places. It's hard to see. So today I'm going to give you three places or three places, three ways that you could tell if your self-worth needs a little bit of work. Three ways that might seem obvious to somebody who is rocking their self-worth, actually, but when you're in it, you might not recognize these things as a self-worth problem. Um, The first one is somebody, or somebody's, plural, 
are routinely talking to you in a way that just that is disrespectful or makes you feel small. That might be a boss, it might be a lover, it might be a neighbor, it might be a friend, it might be a parent even. But if you are allowing somebody to speak to you routinely in a way that makes you feel small, that is a sign that for some reason you think you deserve it or that you can't, you're not worth enough to demand better. Those are two different things. I mean, you may know that you don't deserve it, but you may not know that you're worth more than to be demanding to be treated like respect or to be treated with respect. I, this has shown up in my life on several occasions in intimate partner relationships where I had an intimate partner relationship where someone was awful to me verbally. Like, and I would have argued this point. I would have said that my self-worth was great and it was just this other person had a problem with the way they talked to me. When really it came down to it was what I was willing to put up with that was setting the tone in that relationship. And we don't always have control over how somebody talks to us. I mean, occasionally something happens and somebody that you don't interact with a lot or someone, you know, has a really strange and bad day and something happens. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean anything once. But if it's happening twice, three times, four times, or every day or every week, you might want to look at that and really take that for what it actually means, which is that if you thought you deserved better or you were worth enough to demand more, it wouldn't be happening. That is a sign that you've got some work to do around your self-worth. Number two, also a big one for me. Um, If you're spending a lot of time with people you're helping or fixing, if you have a tendency to take on fix-it projects in relationships, that surprisingly may be a sign of a self-worth issue. I think people have a tendency to do that for two reasons. Like someone who doesn't feel particularly good about themselves might do that to feel important or to feel better than, to feel like they really have something to contribute. And so that feels really good. The other reason might be, and I think this is more, this is a little darker, that we tend to believe that somebody's not going to leave us if they really need us if we're holding them up or supporting them or putting a roof over their head or food in their mouth or teaching them something. I mean, if a lot of your close personal intimate relationships are where you are a teacher or a guru or a caretaker or a fixer, that is probably an indication that you have some self-worth issues because those relationships don't work very well for very long. And if we're staying in them for any length of time, we're getting some kind of a payoff from that. And it is probably one of those two things that you think they won't leave, which is a terrible motivation to stay in a relationship, or that it gives you an opportunity to feel better about yourself than you actually really do. And a side note on if you think they won't leave. I mean, I can say from personal experience that I've been in relationships with men where I was the caretaker, provider, fixer, Mm. all of it with a belief that this person would treat me well because I was doing so much, giving so much, providing so much. And those are the people that ended up treating me the worst. I mean, broken people don't Mm. tend to behave very reliably in relationships. Go figure. So if you're finding yourself in that spot, 
that might be a really good time to do a gut check on your self-worth. The third one, and this one might seem really obvious, but again, it's not that obvious when you're in it, is if you've got big dreams, things that you really want to do, things that you're super excited about, but you don't find yourself actually doing anything to make it happen, that is probably a sign that you need to check your self-worth. Because if you believed you could, if you believed you were worth it, if you believed it was possible, it would be a no-brainer. You would be out there, maybe not just plowing it down and getting it done, but at least taking baby steps in that direction. I mean, if you have things that are really inspiring you, but you are still staying stuck, check your self-worth. Confident people aren't afraid to fail. And I think that's worth considering. I mean, we tend to think confident people are confident because they don't fail. And that's not true. I think confident people, I know confident people fail a lot, but they're not afraid of it. And oftentimes they don't even define failure the same way. Like we would see something as a failure that they don't see as a failure at all. They have very creative ways about defining success, actually. So the confidence to step forward indicates, obviously, a higher level of self-worth, where the tendency to stay stuck indicates a lower level of self-worth. So I'm going to pause really quickly for a quick commercial break, and then I'm going to come back with some wrap-up thoughts on just a few ways that might be useful for improving your self-worth. There is no choice in life that will have more impact on your happiness than who you choose to share it with. Everyone wants to find that one big love. However, most people are looking for that love kind of like they would play the lottery. Finding great love is not a game of chance. For Your Soulmate by Lisa M. Hayes is a by-the-numbers guide to finding the love of your life and creating a life you love. Score Your Soulmate is a step-by-step soulmate finding formula that anyone can follow. What you will get along the way is a swoon-worthy life you'll want to share with that perfect someone. You can find Score Your Soulmate on Amazon or your local bookstore. Get your copy and start your journey to happily ever after today. So I kind of lied. I said a few ways. I'm going to give you one, and it's the only one way I think that really matters. If you want to improve your self-worth, Start treating yourself like someone who is worthy. If you want to improve your self-love, start treating yourself like someone who is worthy of love. I mean, love is a verb. It is a behavior. And I think that when we start treating ourselves like someone who is important, like someone who matters, like someone who is worthy, the behavior itself starts to manifest the feeling. We tend to get kind of upside down with that. We think that the feelings manifest behaviors. And sometimes that works, sometimes. But oftentimes we need to reverse engineer that and let our behaviors produce or create the feelings that follow it up. You can't be treating yourself like you don't matter and expect to feel like you do. So the beauty of this is you have a lot of control over your self-worth. When you start treating yourself like somebody who really matters, you will begin to feel that way, I would say, somewhere between pretty quickly and eventually. I don't know when, but it will happen. It is all in the behavior. And start feeding yourself like you would feed somebody that really matters to you. you. Start dressing yourself like somebody who really matters. Start 
treating yourself to emotional experiences that are nurturing and sustaining. It's all in the behavior. So if you've identified yourself in any of these three categories, or really you look around your life and you see that there are some spots that aren't what you want them to be, and self-worth may be the cause of that, or lower self-worth or lack of self-worth might be the cause, start treating yourself like someone who deserves everything you want to achieve in your life or someone who has everything you want to achieve in your life. Treat yourself like your matter. And that really is, as simple as that sounds, it's not easy always. And it is the key to expanding and improving your self-worth which is the key to expanding, improving everything you have going on in your life. So big love to you. Big love. And I will chat with you next week. Thank you for joining us on Love, Life, and Law of Attraction. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you back here next week. For more information, you can find me at lisamhage.com.